Hello and welcome to the Refresh Podcast. I'm pretty sure a lot is going on in your life. I know the church has been pretty busy. In the last few weeks, we've hosted a women's clothing sale, a top night golf for men. Crystal's small group on the five love languages has run throughout October and into November. We hosted Friendsgiving, an event we haven't had in two years. Then there's the weddings, kids after school activities, business trips, and whatever else has been on your calendar. And, not to give you a panic attack, but let's not forget Thanksgiving is coming up, kicking off the holiday season. With all this in mind, I thought it'd be a good idea to have a bit of a spiritual boost this week. Over the last five weeks, including a week off to observe All Saints Sunday, we've been trying to get to the heart of what it means to serve through Brian's Do Unto Others series. The two most important commandments are to love God and love others as ourselves. For Christians, Service is more than something we do, it's part of who we are. Through Brian, we've seen the Old Testament foundations of serving in Leviticus and Deuteronomy. We also have a more visible way to look to Jesus as our model of servanthood, by the way he lived his life. And an often overlooked part of service, we also talked about having self-compassion, begging the question, can we love ourselves as a way of kindling the flame of servanthood? If you missed any part of this series, all the sermons are available here on the podcast. With the holidays approaching, we could use a bit of self-compassion, maybe even a spiritual breather. That's why I decided to host a Philippians one-night-only small group. Now, why the book of Philippians? I wanted to talk about something that resonated with how some of us may be feeling. And for lack of better words, I wanted to talk about a book of the Bible that felt like November, whatever that meant. If you're unfamiliar with the book of Philippians, I'll give you a little background. The town of Philippi was a thriving Roman colony in northeastern Greece. We first see Philippi in Acts 16 when Paul, Timothy, and his followers go to Europe. In fact, Philippi is the first church that Paul founded in Europe. Paul wrote this letter while he and Timothy were in prison. Also, it's important to note that this letter from Paul was sent as a response to a gift that the Philippians had sent to Paul while he was still in prison. The gift was delivered by Aphrodites, who gives Paul an update on the church in Philippi. As it turns out, another group of Christians had come to Philippi preaching a different gospel than what Paul had told them, one that focused on works rather than solely our faith. However, the Philippians are still striving in their faith and holding strong to Paul's teachings. In all, it could be said that Paul's letter to the Philippians could be one of his kindness in comparison to his others. Philippians opens with Paul giving his greetings, his thanks, and his prayers to the people of Philippi for thinking of him while he is in prison. Paul says that his prayer for the Philippians is that they continue to grow in knowledge, and then he addresses the Christians who have been speaking a different gospel. Instead of outright disagreeing with or shaming them, Paul acknowledges that this still spreads the gospel of Christ. Paul then talks about his situation, noting that if he is to be put to death, it means he'd be with God. But... If he were to be released, it would allow him to continue spreading the gospel, both of which are good. He then sets up his purpose for writing. In Philippians 1.27, Paul writes, Just one thing, as citizens of heaven, live your life worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then whether I come and see you or am absent, I will hear about you that you are standing firm in one spirit, in one accord, contending together for the faith of the gospel. Now, what does verse 27 mean exactly to live a life worthy of the gospel of Christ? Well, 
Paul gives further details in chapter 2. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, if any consolation of love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, make my joy complete by thinking the same way, having the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look not to his own interests, but rather to the interest of others. Paul then uses Christ as our example. Adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus, who, existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of humanity. And when he had come as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death even to the death on a cross. For this reason, God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name so that at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my dear friends, just as you have always obeyed, so now, not only in my presence, but even more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is working in you both to will and to work according to his good purpose. Do everything without grumbling and arguing, so that you may be blameless and pure, children of God who are faithful in a crooked and perverted generation, among whom you shine like stars in the world. Paul then goes into detail about how both Timothy and Ephrodites embody this passage. Timothy, who Paul is eager to send to Philippi, and Ephrodites, who has served Paul in prison and become ill in the process. In the opening of chapter 3, Paul again deals with the new Christians that have come to Philippi, Jewish Christians who believe non-Jewish Christians should follow Jewish customs, including circumcision. Paul sees this as faith based on works rather than faith based on, well, faith. Paul reminds the Philippians of our true goal. My goal is to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, and being conformed to his death. Assuming that I will somehow reach the resurrection from the dead. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead. I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let all of us who are mature think this way, and if you think differently about anything, God will reveal this also to you. In any case... We should live up to whatever truth we have attained. Before closing his letter, Paul gives the Philippians a way to deal with anxieties and the troubles that we face. Don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any moral excellence and if there is anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. Do what you have learned and received and heard from me and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. Paul ends his letter by thanking the Philippians for the gift they sent, but not before giving those famous words we know so well. I am able to do all things through him who strengthens me. Philippians as a whole kind of presents itself as part thank you letter. Though in chapter 4, Paul says he wasn't looking for any gifts, 
He says, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly because once again, you renewed your care for me. You were in fact concerned about me, but lacked the opportunity to show it. I don't say this out of need, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I find myself. He is nevertheless thankful that the Philippians have continued to send gifts throughout his ministry. However, Philippians also comes across as part feedback, a sort of response to the problems in Philippi. In chapter 2, Paul urges the Philippians to do nothing for selfish reasons, and in chapter 3, he warns them to watch out for the dogs, these Jewish Christians more focused on tradition than faith itself. Paul's letter tells the Philippians and us that our goal is to be with Christ, and during our time on earth, we are to think of others before we think of ourselves. It's coincidental that we go through a book like this, just as we finish talking about doing unto others and how we serve. The Philippians are trying to serve and help Paul, while Paul is trying to serve and help others grow in their faith, and urges them to think of others to act with humility. In the same way in our own individual lives, in various ways, we've been stretched in different ways. We had to bend to help others, we've probably had to give up a lot, or as Brian put it in his series, we've probably poured out a lot without being poured in too much. And it's easy to dwell on the lack of return our giving gets. But just as Paul puts it, there is a bigger goal. I hope that as we continue to bend and stretch, these words from Philippians 4 will give us a boost as we push through the holidays. Don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. To wrap things up, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Refresh Podcast. Coming up in the next few weeks, November 28th marks the beginning of Advent, and we'll be starting a series called Joyful Noise. In addition to that, we'll also be having some Advent grow groups, one on Tuesday evenings and one on Sundays after church. Also on December 3rd, we'll be having our Advent workshop at 5.30. For more information on that, go to citruschurch.org slash events. In the meantime, join us for worship online or in person at Summer Lake Elementary at 1030. And with that, we'll catch you next time.